I want to talk to you tonight because there's a sense at times that we live in a world right now that feels like it's out of control. You watch the news nationally, I mean internationally, and you watch what's happening in Brexit in Europe. And then you watch what's happening in, you know, potentially between Iran and, and the USA and what's happening in North Korea and, and then what politicians and leaders are saying and what they're saying about economies. And if you're not careful, you can get caught up in the trap of fear saying everything seems like it's out of control. Does anybody know what's going on? But here's the amazing thing. The purpose of our lives is not that we are in control. The purpose of our life is that we would lose control so that he's in control. And so tonight I want to stir you to bring it back to the simplicity of we need to give our lives over to him and recognize that he has a purpose beyond what we're living with even today. Now, I don't know if you've ever been placed in a situation where you feel like you're out of control. But I recently, well, a few years ago, had my son come to me and say he wanted to learn to drive. Now, I, for my whole life, have held the steering wheel and had my feet on the pedals in the ground below. And now I've got a son who tells me that he knows how to drive because all teenagers know you learn everything from YouTube. So he'd watched, you know, a five-minute episode on YouTube and he knew how to drive. But I have to get in the seat out of control while he takes control. So we get in the car together. We start driving, and I hadn't thought it through. But, you know, when you watch, which I've never done, just by the way, but when you watch a horror movie, uh, <laughs> there, there's names like, it's sort of an oxymoron to say that. But anyway, the, uh, the, 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 the road that we went on was called Jumping Creek Road. And it's literally in a national park near where we live. And it winds through the national park. And it's got a gutter on one side. So if the car goes in the gutter, it's gone. If you go on this side of the road, there was peak hour traffic at the time we went out. So in the first five minutes of my son driving, we're on the road from hell. And I'm in an out-of-control seat. Now, most of you in New Zealand that haven't been to Australia probably think that kangaroos are everywhere. But the truth is, I've never seen a kangaroo on the road until my son had been driving just five minutes and one jumps in the middle of the road. I'm expecting that it'll jump out of the way, this stupid animal, but it didn't. Sorry for people who love animals, but it didn't. It starts by looking at us and starts jumping towards us. My son says, Dad, what do I do? I haven't seen that on YouTube. And, and the, the kangaroo starts jumping towards us. I say, slow down. He slows down, and uh, the kangaroo keeps coming. It jumps on the bonnet of the car, smashes into the windscreen, slides off the bonnet onto the road, and doesn't stop there. Why could this thing not die? It then just starts jumping into every side panel of the car. I get out of the car. He stopped it by now. He's been driving all of about seven or eight minutes, and, and as I get out of the car, the car behind us is beeping its horn. The guy's going nuts. And I'm like feeling the five-fold ministry gift coming upon me. And, uh, and he's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see the kangaroo thing. And he gets out and apologizes. And then I survey the situation. I look at the car, and as all good fathers do, I went, well done, son. Look what you've done in 10 minutes of driving. <laughs> but in that season of my son's life, I also told him while we were driving to look at the line in the middle of the road. My intention was that he would stay on this side of the line so he didn't drive towards the traffic. But who knows that when you're inexperienced, where you focus is where you go. 
And what I've learned is that people in the life in which we currently live are focusing on all the wrong things, and that's where they're heading. So tonight, the question I've got for you is where are you focused? What are you focusing on? Because our purpose, our mandate is tonight, if you like a title, I will magnify the Lord. I will lift up his name over my circumstance. I will understand that he's in control, therefore I'm not supposed to be, and he has the answers for every situation in my life. If you've got a Bible, turn with me to Psalm chapter 34 or look to the screen, verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, I love this, and he heard me. The Lord is listening to what you're saying. He is open to your prayers. He wants you to come through with what his purpose and plan is for your life. But we need to get before him and seek the Lord. I sought it, the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from my fears and my ways. Church, there are many people that are consumed with what's going to happen with their fears and they're walking towards it because that's where their focus is. Tonight, I want to stir you to go beyond what your fear is, what your way is and step into all God has purposed for your life. I love the movies. Leonie and I love going to the movies. Uh, in fact, the first time I ever went to the IMAX was actually here with you and we went and saw uh, you too live. Uh, and it wasn't live, but it was, it was U2 live. It's weird, really. They call it live, but it wasn't live. But anyway, we went there. And I think it was me and Sam in the whole IMAX cinema by ourselves on a Monday morning. And we watched this movie, and it was such a great experience. So I heard uh, that I, my family wanted to go to a movie, so my son researched a little. And on the IMAX theatre in Melbourne was the movie Aquaman. I love that movie. I love the thought of going to it, and I actually loved it when I saw it. But when we got there, it says on the wall, the world's largest screen. The screen, if you haven't been to it, is probably as long as this room and maybe half as high again. It's just massive. You can't see both ends in your focus. And so we, we go into the movies, and we, we, we sit down in the movies, and we've got the popcorn and the drink and everything, and I'm sitting next to my family. Put the 3D glasses on. I love even the commercials. I don't know what it is. I just I hate when people get to the movies late. They come stumbling in. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Uh, and they turn their phone on. Oh, where's the seat number? Why did you get here where the lights were on? But anyway, that's, that's another issue. And, 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 and so we're, we're, we're there, and, and as we're watching... First trailer comes up, and you wouldn't believe it, a fly comes on the screen. Now, you might think to yourself, how could you even see a fly on that big screen? Because the fly wasn't on the screen. It was in the projection room in front of the projector. And this fly's about this big flying around the screen. And I'm like, get rid of the fly. So as all fathers do, I turn to my son, and I say, go tell the manager to remove the fly. And my teenage son looks at me, does what all teenagers do. <gasps> And then did nothing. And anyway, so we're sitting there. The crowd's getting anxious. Stuff's happening. And suddenly, you're not going to believe it. Just before the, this feature movie starts, a second fly comes on the screen. What's happened in that room? Did somebody die? What's taking place? Two flies flying around. I still don't know what happened in the first 15 minutes of Aquaman to this day. But isn't that funny? Isn't that like our lives? The very smallest of things distract us from the main feature. We get caught up with what we're watching as a distraction and miss what God has purposed for our lives. 
The Bible, actually, one of the names of Satan himself is Lord of the Flies, the master of destruction. I don't think that the enemy actually needs to kill, steal, and destroy, even though that's what the Bible says he will do. He just needs to distract us. Next week, you're coming back here again at 6 o'clock. Don't get too fixed on your seat. You've been in a different venue for the last 13 weeks. Don't come back and go, oh, somebody sat in my seat tonight. Where am I going to sit? They don't happen here, but in churches where there's fixed seating, it happens all the time. Or what about you go to that small group? And you go to that small group and there's a person in your small group that doesn't shut up. They just talk the whole time. The guy up the front, you know, the, the, the leader is speaking and they ask him a thousand questions and you're like, leader, tell him to shut up. And then you're wanting, and he's such an annoying person and you just don't want to go to the small group anymore. It's amazing how we get distracted by the smallest of things and we miss what the purpose of God is for our lives. I will magnify the Lord, whatever my circumstance will be. I will lift him up in my circumstance. I won't allow distraction to come and rob from my life. 1 Corinthians 9 and verse 24 simply says, run the race in such a way as to qualify. If you get distracted, you will be disqualified from the purpose that God has planned for you. You magnify the problem, you increase the problem. So many of us look at the issue and get caught on the issue and miss the main purpose that God has for our lives. Now, in November last year, I had a rash. There's always someone laughs at that. Just let me get to the point. I had a rash on my arm, okay? And I had this rash, and it was getting worse progressively each day, but I didn't really have time to go to the doctor. Well, that was my excuse anyway. And so it came to the point where I thought, I better do something about this. So if you can't get to the doctor, the next best thing you can do is search. Siri, what's my problem? <laughs> and at the time, I had a rash, and I had a headache. So I told Siri that. Well, I want to tell you, when I started to read what was on the internet, I thought I had the Ebola virus by the time it had finished. Because you see, if you focus on the problem, guess what? The problem gets bigger. Magnify the problem, increase the problem. Magnify the Lord and he comes into your circumstance. We need to be people that understand that we need to focus on the plan, not the problem. Jeremiah 29 verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to bring increase to your life. But if we're not careful, we can be drawn into the circumstance, the problem, and forget that God's got a great plan for each of our lives. You see, we had a problem in Fiji. When we went to Papua New Guinea, we actually um, got a passage of Scripture from the book of Kings, and it says... I hear the sound of a heavy rain. Go and tell the king a heavy rain is coming. And so for Papua New Guinea, we felt like what God was saying is that we're going to go and in a spiritual sense, bring a soaking to the land. You know, there, there, there's, there's a, a lack in that land. So we did that. So when we were going to Fiji, I asked the Lord, have you got another scripture? And he led me back to the same scripture. He said, I don't want you to focus on the same thing, but I want you to focus on I hear the sound. So we wrote a song. It's called Greater Day. 
Um, it's written by Joe and Joth, and it's a radio play song that played all over Fiji for six weeks before, became chart-topping in the nation, in fact, was on all the major TV networks and radio stations for weeks leading in. And it was really a declaration over the nation that there's a greater day coming. We believe, and that's, that was the nature of the song, to match up with the campaign. So 10 weeks out from the event, I've got production team over there checking out the, the sound systems that we can hire. We discover that there is no system in the whole of Fiji that's anywhere near big enough for our events. So we look to New Zealand and Australia, the cheapest we can hire because they hire basically on a daily rate. We'd have to ship it there and back. Would have been half a million dollars to hire the system we need. I've got about 100 to 150,000 at a stretch in our budget to pay for the system. So I say to the team, if we're going to hire it for that price, surely we can buy one cheaper. Go and check it out. They come back. A million dollars for the system we need to project to 100,000 people. I'm like, I don't have a million dollars. I can't believe for it 10 weeks out. We've already got $2 million coming. I can't believe for that amount of money at this short time. So we sit down and the production team is sitting in my office. And one of the guys says to me, China do incredible copies. And I'm like, are you joking, you know? They do do incredible copies. And, uh, and, and he says, no, no, no. Ten years ago, they were bad, but they've refined the process. And now they even have brands that nobody knows in the Western world, but actually have credibility. I said, okay, why don't you, I'm going to have faith enough to pay for two tickets for you guys to go to uh, China and go to f three different factories and see what you can come up with. They ring me and they say, We've done all the specs, and the specs are as good, if not better, than some of the top systems. They just don't have a brand. And I said, how much? They said, $300,000. I went, let's buy it. Weird, really, when you think about it, because I didn't have any money. But isn't it amazing how sometimes God takes you on a path, and you're like, why is this getting further and further from me? But he's setting you up for what you can believe for rather than what you can't reach. Some of you have got things that are out of reach right now, but God's taking you on a journey and he's about to do something. In fact, you know, I'm going to prophesy it right over you right now. Even for a building, it seems like it's further away than it's ever been. But come on, let's dare to believe God. He can do something in an instant. God, we speak a building over Quippers. God, we need a building here. It's been too long. God, we speak it out into the atmosphere that something would become available and it would fit within all that we're believing for in Jesus' name. But anyway, I, I had 300,000, so I said, let's do it. I didn't have any board authorization, so I quickly thought I'd better ring the board. And uh, so I rung the board, each member, and I said, this is a scenario. So they said, basically, we're 150,000 short. I said, yeah. They said, well, you're going to have to believe for that. We don't have the money. And I said, yeah, as long as you're standing with me, which basically means, you know, it's your, you're going to have to pay for this if we don't come up with it. <laughs> Thanks for all the cooperation. And, uh, and anyway, so, so that night, I go home, and I get a phone call from a friend of mine from Indonesia. He rings me, he says, Pastor Neil, I'd like to meet you tomorrow. I'm in Melbourne. I said, man, I can't. I got a meeting. I was with Pastor Sam and Pastor Russell, a thing called Empower 21. It's about 20 leaders from the South Pacific coming together. And uh, we were coming together. And, and so I said to Russell, hey, this guy needs to meet me. He's only in town tomorrow. Do you reckon he could come? He's a business guy from Indonesia. Pastor Russell knew him. He said, yeah, sure, bring him. So we're sitting next to each other on the couch. And there's a bit of talk going on. And, um, and he says to me, Hey, the reason I wanted to catch up is because when you talked to me about Fiji about a year ago, I felt like that our company in Indonesia should give you 3% on, 
of its profit. And uh, he said, and, I don't, and when he said 3%, I thought, well, that's a small amount. You know, I don't know how much he makes, but, but, but that was my faith was really, you know. And, uh, and so he says, um, he says to me, so I said, look, I don't mean to be rude, but how much is it? And I wouldn't normally ask that. Some people who know me know that I'm pretty direct, but I, I wouldn't normally. But I, you know when you're waiting for God? His ways, not our ways. When you've lifted up His name, you're trusting He's going to come through, so you're looking for a sign. And if you're not looking for a sign, you're not faith in it right now. You know, you need to position yourself. If you're not stepping out in faith, you're taking up too much space, you know. And, 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 and so I'm, I'm saying, well, what do I do? And, 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 and He tells me this figure. And look, one... Indonesian rupees like about 20 trillion, you know, uh, one New Zealand dollars like 20 trillion Indonesia rupiah. So he tells me this massive figure, and I've got no clue whether it's like he's given me $3.50 or $100,000, no idea. So I say to my assistant, I text her the number. She comes back, she says, Pastor Neil, the amount that he's giving is $299,950. I was happy to put the $50 in myself. But, but what I, I didn't say in the last service is, remember I had 150000 in the budget? So suddenly, I own a system that I can own for 10 years that we can travel all over the South Pacific. In fact, the miracle goes on because somebody just gave me a site in Fiji that I can keep it stored there securely for the next 12 months for free. But, but we've got a system that we can put on a boat and two shipping containers and go anywhere in the world and project to a crowd of 100000 But I saved 150000 out of my budget as well. Yeah! <laughs> wasn't my plan, but God always goes above what I'm asking for. So guess what? That money was in the account two days later. And before I'd even put a deposit down, I was in the black in the account to pay the full bill when we needed to. But remember, the problem was I had no money. The plan that God had given us, I hear a sound. The enemy always attacks at where the plan is, but we turn it into a problem and we miss what God's purpose is for our lives. We need to remember that God has a plan that's beyond our situation. You see, our sight so often steals our vision. The natural takes away what we see. We can't believe that God can come through. But I want to stir you to remember that God gave you a vision. God gave you a vision. God has given each one of you a purpose. He's given you a vision. Hold on to the vision because what you see with your eyes is never what God's vision is for your life. Oh, something's happening in the atmosphere even as I'm speaking. I can sense if you'll receive it, there's a breakthrough happening right now. Something's happening. Something's stirring in the air. Oh, something's stirring. I didn't do this in the other services. Right now, if you need a breakthrough, something's stirring in the atmosphere. You need a breakthrough in your family. Something's stirring in the atmosphere. You need a breakthrough in your finances, something stirring in the atmosphere. You need a breakthrough in your personal life, something stirring in the atmosphere. He's the God of the breakthrough and he wants to come into your circumstance right now. Musicians come, musicians come. You see, to magnify means to boost. To magnify means to enhance. To magnify actually means to maximize, to increase, to extend, to expand, to amplify, to widen your capacity. Psalm 24, verse 1. We're going to lift up His name. Whew, there's breakthrough right now. 
somebody who's been given a diagnosis that's what's been said in the natural that's your sight but get into the vision God has called you to be full of sickness for the rest of your life healed in Jesus name Psalm 24 the earth is the Lord's and everything in it hey he's in control he owns it all the world and all its people belong to him for he laid the earth's foundation he's in control on the seas and built it to the ocean depths who may climb oh the mountain of the Lord who may stand in his holy place only those whose hands and hearts are pure who do not worship idols and never tell lies they will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their saviour such people, you're those such people such people may seek you and worship in your presence open up the ancient gates open up the ancient doors and let who the king of glory enter in he's here the same yesterday, today and forever, who is the king of glory, he's the lord, he's strong and mighty, he's the lord he's invincible in battle open up the ancient gates open up the ancient doors and let the king of glory enter who is the King of Glory? The Lord of Heaven's army. He is the King of Glory. Invincible in battle. He is the King of Glory. Oh, He is the King of Glory. I will to the Gold Coast on a holiday. It was hot, traffic jam, wrong time of year. I arrive at my hotel and I'm there in the lobby, frustrated, a little upset with the family. Not that it was their fault, just frustrated because there was crowds all around. I go into the lobby. My apartment is on level 52. walk up to this wall press a button doors open I walk in I'm in the same demographic, the same place but suddenly when the doors shut behind me and they open on the 52nd level my perspective is totally different same place but different perspective 52nd floor what was these tall buildings on the first floor now beneath me the traffic all around I'm contributing to it now I'm above it the noise I couldn't stand it the feeling of feeling hemmed in is gone and all I did was when we come into the house of God this isn't just a meeting a church a place of assembly this is I will magnify the Lord I will lift him up. I don't know what's going on. I feel out of control but I know he's in control. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. He is the God of the breakthrough and he can come and bring change into our circumstances.